Hello, everyone. Welcome to 633 Podcast. Why do we call it that? Because we believe Matthew 6.33. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. I'm Sharon McComb, Certified Life Coach, and I have partnered with Kimberly Bellrose, Faith Coach, to wake up the believer on the inside of you to be living like you really believe. We co-host Coaching Works episodes to bring an awareness of this profession of coaching and how we testify that it can help anyone with anything. On Kimberly's Wake Up episodes, follow her journey in the Message Bible with her ear towards Holy Spirit's revelation and breakthrough for our lives. Today is Checkmate. And that's when I host my episode that discusses many ways we get stuck in life. I share my experience and how we can get out of them. So we've been talking last week and we'll talk again next week um, about the, the stuck point of poor healthy boundaries. Um, if you tuned in last week, um, you'll remember that we talked about our boundaries um, with an analogy of it being like our yard that goes around our house. And we have a fence around our yard. And the fence is the boundary. And the boundary or the fence is used to keep the things in our yard that that we need in our yard, healthy things for us. And it's used to keep out the things that aren't healthy for us. So if you weren't listening last week, look up the podcast. Um, and it's called, What's the Thing About Fences? So this week we're going to look a little bit closer at how you can um, set, start to set healthy boundaries in your life. Um, I'm going to give you three pretty simple um, tips um, that I have put into practice in my own life um, that has made it a big difference for me. I just want to share a little bit of my background. So I have spent a lot of years um, without really healthy boundaries. Um, a lot of that stems from the fact that I have always been a pleaser. Pleaser is one of my sabotaging voices that speaks to me in my head, you know, that Satan can can use against me um, to make me feel guilty, to make me feel unloved, to make me fear that I will lose people in my life if they're not pleased with me. And so... Boundaries really are affected by being a pleaser because you don't want anybody to be unhappy with you. And so it makes it really hard to set healthy boundaries about what I will and will not do for people, what they can and cannot ask of me, when they can ask and when they shouldn't ask. Um, Really... um, it affected my life for many, many years. 
And I don't think that I'm the only one. I think that a lot of people struggle um, with this issue of healthy boundaries. Um, you know, I, and, and I mean, if you don't, like I said last week, if you don't really know what I'm talking about when I say boundaries, healthy boundaries, um, I'd like you to look it up. You know, I'd like you to take a look at what the meaning of personal boundaries are. Um, kind of keep in mind when you're, you're thinking about that, you know, when people ask you to do things for them, um, if you really want to say no, but you say yes instead, um, that might mean that you have a poor healthy boundary with that person. If someone is always um, asking you to go out of your way for them or to stay late at work or to take on more than you can handle or even just taking on more than they ask anybody else to. Um, if people want you to do things for them that they can do for themselves um, and you, it makes you uncomfortable, it makes you resentful, uh, it even makes you angry, um, stresses you out. These are signs that you have poor healthy boundaries. That your the gate on your fence isn't uh, in very good working order. Or your fence might be down in areas. You know, maybe you're pretty good with telling your family no, but not so good at your boss. Or maybe it's the other way around. Or um, maybe you're just, you really struggle. You, you do say no, but it brings you big guilt. You know, and, and it upsets you. Um, so I'm going to share today three things that really worked for me to start to put um, boundaries in practice. Like any other habit, I mean, you have to make a conscious decision to do this and you have to practice it. You have to intentionally uh, pay attention and, and choose the hard way because whenever we start a habit, a new habit, um, it's the hard way. The easy way is to just go with what you've always done, right? So when you're trying to, to set some boundaries, it's going to be hard. It's going to be uncomfortable. Um, it's going to take a lot of effort. And you're not always going to succeed each time. I mean, it, it takes a long time to, to build that fence back up to where it should be. So the first thing that I want to share... Step one, let's say, or, or point number one, um, is to learn to say no. And the way you learn to say no is to practice. Um, it was really hard for me to say no to people when they wanted me to. But um, it was important for me to not be so overwhelmed all the time, not um, be sacrificing my own health. Uh, to do for others all the time. And we're going to talk a little bit in, in tip number three about, you know, the times when you do do for others. I mean, um, we, you know, we are, uh, as Christians, to help others. Um, but not at our own expense, you know, over a long period of time. Because that does a lot of damage, not just to us, but to them as well. And we'll talk a little bit about that. So, when I started to say no to people, um, I it was kind of like, um, you know how when a store opens 
up for the first time, they have a soft opening, they call it. It's where they just invite people they know and people they're comfortable with to check them out and get feedback before they open it to the big, you know, the big community around them. So it was like kind of like a soft boundary setting for me when I started to practice saying no. And um, I picked a couple people in my life who I knew were on my side in trying to encourage me to set better boundaries. Um, and so I told them that I was going to start practicing saying no more often. And that if I said no to them, um, you know, that's what that was all about. Because even the people who who were encouraging me, um, I think they didn't realize it, but lots of times they crossed my boundaries too. They asked me to do things that that made me feel uncomfortable and I never ever voiced that. So I started off on some people that it was pretty easy to say no to and I practiced saying no to things that they asked me to do um, even when I didn't need to say no. Um, just so that I could practice the the saying no and 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 I mean very often in the beginning um, they took it very well, but I did not. I'm just going to be honest with you. Uh, the person in the beginning, you know, during my soft setting of boundaries, um, the person that struggled most with me saying no was me. Um, because, I mean, I would say no, but inside of me, I would be all tensed up, you know, um, because I was going to say no. And I would just, what if they're disappointed? What if they really don't understand what I'm trying to do? What if I hurt their feelings, right? All these voices in my head pounding at me. Um, and, and, you know, we have an enemy in this world. If you are a believer, you have to know that there is a force out there, Satan, let's just name him for who he is, whose job it is and whose deep desire it is to see you fail every single time you try to do something. And he will use negative words in your own head towards you. We all know this, but we all are susceptible to these words. Because first of all, they're very familiar. We're very, you know, uh, used to that. And he's really good at his job. He's been doing it for millennia. So he knows how to get inside our head. He knows our buttons he knows the, the, the things that are going to trip us up. And so this was going on for me. Even when the person I said no to accepted it perfectly fine. And, and really, uh, in the case of one person, continually thanked me for saying no. And setting a boundary for her. So that she knew exactly where my fence was. You know, she wasn't bothered at all. I was. So when I first started um, saying, learning to say no, I practiced a lot. And as I got more used to it with my soft cell, um, I would move on to the things that I absolutely didn't want to do. And it, I'm going to tell you, having practiced with the people that were easy to say no to did not make it easier um, in the beginning. I mean, you grow, right? This is growth that we're talking about and growth sometimes hurts but 
I, I felt better afterwards. During the no, I still felt bad. I still struggled. I still spoke very negatively to myself. But afterward, after having said no to the thing I really didn't want to do, I felt better. And every time I did that, I felt better. And I felt better. And I felt better. One of the things that helped me in learning to say no was to postpone the no. Now, sometimes you can do this. Sometimes you can't. But I found it was a lot easier to say no when I didn't have to do it on the spot immediately. And so I adopted this little phrase. It was my friend. It says, I'll have to get back to you on that. Or can I tell you tomorrow? Um, was another one I said. Because first of all, that moved me away from the immediate no. It allowed my feelings to kind of settle and my brain to take over. You know, so I wasn't always getting hijacked by this fear of rejection, of, of, of hurt, or losing, you know, whatever I thought I was going to lose from this person. And I would step back and I would think about it. And I would, and, and in that, that time out that I took from saying yes or no, um, I could kind of, uh, what's, what, what am I trying to say? Like kind of cheer myself on, you know, you can say no to this person. You know, and and so I would hype myself all up, psych myself up, and then I would say no. If that's what I wanted to do. Sometimes, sometimes I would give in, you know. You don't always have to say no all the time, right? It's, it's just, you need to judge. What worked for me was judging where my peace was, right? So I learned to say no to the things that I really got me stirred up on the inside, you know, where I could feel resentment immediately or guilt. You know, resentment and guilt were big ones for me. And so those were like my um, alarm bells that, oh, this is something I should say no to. And so immediately I would say, I'm going to have to get back to you on that. You know, I'll check and I'll, I'll see if I can fit that in, but I'll have to get back to you. So that I could go home and get those things, those voices settled down in me, those feelings settled down in me, so that I could make um, a, a rational, intentional choice to protect myself from that that fear of losing the person's respect or love or, you know, um, I just I just needed that time out, and so. One of the things I would encourage you to do if you're struggling in that area is is practice on the people that you know will encourage you to be healthy, to do the good things for you, and to take a time out before you make, you know, your answer yes or no. You know, by putting it off, just say, you know what, I'm going to have to think about it or uh, I will get back to you on that. And let me tell you right now, when you start to say no people who are used to you saying yes, you're going to get a lot of pushback. And I found um, I had to really stand my ground on, I will get back to you. I'm not saying no right now. I'm going to get back to you. And, you know, that it's something that you're going to have to dance with a little bit. Um, but you have to know in your own mind 
that the reason you're doing this is not to be mean. It's not to cut people off. It's to love yourself, right? God says that we are to love ourselves. Are we even aware of that? You know, Jesus said, love your neighbor as yourself, as you love yourself, is what it says. And so we can't love our neighbors if we don't first love ourselves. And so we have to show love to ourselves by being good to us. And this uh, learning to say no to people who cross the boundary of our feeling comfort um, or feeling peace about what they're asking. Um, that's a really loving thing to do to yourself. And the more you do it, the better you'll start to feel. And then it becomes like a self-propelling movement towards healthy boundaries in that area. My second tip, um, it took me longer to do this. Uh, but I, I have to tell you, I gained momentum by uh, standing firm. You know, the Bible says, let your yes be yes and your no be no. And I took that to heart um, in that if I really needed to say no, I would say no. And otherwise, I would say yes. And the, to the people I said yes to or the opportunities I said yes to, they were things that I actually wanted to do. And so I had moved from um, being really um, overwhelmed and resentful all the time uh, and exhausted and stressed out. Let's be honest. Like it takes a lot of energy to keep everybody around you happy. Um, so I had moved up from that spot. Let's say I, I took a step higher out of the, the hole that I was in of not taking care of myself. Um, and so I had built those fence posts, you know, I'd put a bottom layer on my fence and, uh, so then it was time to go up to the next level. And, um, and so my next tip is about avoiding people altogether who are a constant drain on you. And I don't mean that you have to, um, cut people out altogether. It doesn't mean you have to just suddenly stop seeing people or you don't have to tell them. This is probably not a good idea to tell them, you know what, you drain me so I don't want to be around you, right? <laughs> That's not loving. Um, but I would urge you to choose carefully who you allow inside your yard. Um, find ways to limit exposure to people who drain your energy. Whether it is by, you know, uh, always asking you for more than um, what you're willing to give. Whether it is people who uh, constantly are negative and complaining. That drains your energy. Um, and inside your yard, you get to choose. Like I said last week, you get to choose what happens inside your yard. You get to choose how people behave in your yard. That's your property. And just like your front or your backyard of your home where you live, um, you're not going to allow people to come into your yard and behave however they want. Um, and when it makes you feel uncomfortable, you know, either you're going to tell them to leave or you'll be like I was and be more apt to just not invite them again. Right. And that's what I'm talking about. That just not invite them again. Right. 
if they call up, sorry, I'm busy, you know, oh, I can't meet you today, you know, um, you know, just find ways to protect yourself from those people that drain you the most and pick one or two. You don't have to do it with everybody. Start small. Um, the, the quickest way is to, um, be busy, you know, find something else you have to do, be unavailable. Um, and there's always things, if you're like me, there was always things that needed done in my life. And so when I say to somebody, oh, you know, I, today's not a good day for a visit for me. I got a lot on my plate, you know, maybe a different day would be how I would start. Um, because I always have the opportunity then on a day when I'm feeling that I have a lot of energy, I could choose to then give them a little bit of time, right? And how you govern um, how much of you is given out to somebody else, especially, well, anybody really, but especially the people who take a lot of your energy, um, is that when you feel that you can handle them, you can give them little bits of time. And so if you have someone in your life who is a chronic complainer and you feel that it, it, it just, you know, you, you leave visits with them or encounters with them and you just feel so negative and so down and so drained, um, you know, limit your, your interaction with them. And then on the days that you feel like you have a little extra energy, you know, you could call them out and say, you know what, I got 15 minutes. Do you got time for a chat? Right? Um, there are some people that I do that with. Um, and this is a really good way to manage the people that should stay in your life, like your family or uh, a neighbor or, um, you know, your spouse's family. Like, there's people that you have to kind of keep in your life, but they drain you. And so... What you do really is you you kind of shift the control from that person controlling when you spend time with them, what you do with them or for them, how much time you spend and 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 the level of um, commitment and you just by by limiting your exposure to them by being busy or unavailable. You know, you're, you're, that's, that's shifting the balance of power. That's shifting the control so that you now control how much time they spend with you. And that's vital. That is a pivotal thing because it's your yard. It's not their yard. No matter where they fit in your family, you know, it's not their yard. Now, when I was discussing yards and boundary fences, you know, I made a distinction. You have, you know, your community at large. And that's people out in the world that you come into contact with. Then I have your neighborhood. And in your neighborhood, as far as boundaries go, your neighborhood would be, you know, your your inner circle. You know, your family, your friends, your actual neighbors, your co-workers, um, and then, so they're in your neighborhood and sometimes their fences, um, 
come up against your fences, right? Like a next door neighbor in real life actually has a fence that joins your fence. So if you can picture your neighborhood, I picture my neighborhood. This is my yard. It has my fence around it. The yard right next to mine, and we share a fence on one side, would be my son. And on another side would be my mother. We also share a fence. And um, my fence also borders on, um, you know, my best friend. Right? And so we share a fence. So they're very close to my yard. And it's it's easy for my son to stand and talk over my fence. Right? My best friend can crawl over the fence and come into my yard anytime she wants. Right? She usually cuts through the backyard and in the back door of my actual house. Right? So there's the people closest to you whose yards touch yours. And then there's the people whose yards you can see from your yard and you interact with on a regular basis. So, you know, these are people that are in your life and probably need to stay in your life. But if they are energy drainers, if they do not respect what makes you comfortable and what does not make you comfortable, then you need to put some control over how they treat your fence, how they act in your yard. So I think that, you know, for, for point number two, um, to, to kind of sum it up, um, be in control of when you see people and how, how you'd spend that time. Um, and that really does help to really solidify where your fence is. You know, and I did have someone say to me, how come you're always too busy for me? And I decided, you know, it might be a good time to say, well, you know, I find that sometimes you can be really negative and it really impacts me and I need positive in my life. And so if you could be more positive, then I would have more time for you. You know, so that's one way to start to bring that into your life. Um, so then the third tip I want to talk about is understanding the difference between what the Bible says in Galatians 6, 2, which says, carry one another's burdens, and what it follows in verse 5 with, each must carry his own load. So there is a difference here that the Bible is very clearly spelling out. I think we'll start with each must carry his own load. There are things in our lives that each one of us is responsible for ourselves. We are responsible for our own health. We are responsible for our finances. We are responsible for our body. We are responsible for our conduct. We are responsible for what we allow to happen around us. You know, these are things that are no, nobody else's responsibility. Just ours. Um we should be taking care of those things in our own lives. And when other people aren't taking care of their own load and they're putting their load onto you, that's an indicator of a poor self-boundary. Now, it's a poor boundary on your part if you take that load upon yourself. 
but it's a boundary infraction, we'll say, on their part because they need to learn to carry their own load. Do you understand? So for an example, if you have an adult child who um, constantly uh, is in need of being uh, rescued from crises, let's say, that are of their own making, you know, how many times can you bail out, you know, your son or daughter from a bad financial choice, right? They're, as an adult, they're responsible for their finances. You are not. Um, your responsibility ended when they grew up. And so it's okay to help your kids every once in a while. But when you are the, um, the fallback, you are the provider still, and they're 30 or 40 years old, even 25 years old, you know, um, then you have to look at the fact they're not carrying their own load. And by carrying their load for them, you're not helping them to learn to carry their own load. We all know this, but we don't actually put it into practice. So, you know, really clearly look at, at what's going on in your life and where your stresses are and where your overwhelm is. And maybe even jot down. Um, some of the people or some of the situations where you are carrying another person's load that they should be carrying for themselves. And that's an area where you want to start to put in place some boundaries. The second part, Galatians 2, talks about carry one another's burdens. And so I just wanted to, to um, differentiate because when it says carry one another's burdens, this is an act of love. Um, that we show as Christians to other Christians and other people. Um, and so I think it's helpful if we look at the Greek word for load and the Greek word for burden. A burden, and when you're looking at Greek because it's in the Bible and the New Testament, and so it was written in Greek. Um, and so burden is a load that is far too heavy to carry for yourself. So like a boulder, right? If you see someone carrying a boulder, it's very obvious that they're not meant to carry boulders all by themselves. So that's when you would step in and help them, you know? So when someone is trying to handle something in their life, it's too big for one person, too big for them to handle healthily. Um, they're overwhelmed or they're overloaded and, you know, they can't do it themselves, then that's when, as a believer, we want to step up and share their load, share the burden, right? Um, until they can handle things. The word for load is different. The word for load, um, it's kind of like your own cargo, right? Um, so instead of a boulder, let's think of a knapsack with your personal belongings in it. You know, if you're walking on a hike with somebody, you know, through life, and they, you're constantly carrying their knapsack full of their belongings, and they're free and easy and not carrying anything, and you're weighed down with your own plus theirs, then there's a problem. And that is that each must carry his own load. you got to carry your own knapsack through your life. And you're not doing people any favors when you choose to carry their knapsack for them. Um, because you're, you're, first of all, you're allowing them not to be responsible for themselves. And that's not an act of love. 
And second of all, what you're doing is you're not being honest with them. Um, and so I want I want you to just kind of look at areas in your life where you're where you're doing the heavy carrying for someone who can carry for themselves. Um, that was a big eye opener for me, and it's something I still work on. I'm not there yet by any means, but um, I'm much more aware of it. And sometimes I have great success. Sometimes I sit back and think, "Oh, duh, I did it again," but I'm aware of it. And so I can always be moving forward towards reaching my goal of not carrying other people's loads, but definitely stepping in to help with the burdens. I want to wrap up today by just saying that healthy boundaries are actually an act of love. An act of love towards yourself, but also to other people. A boundary, like a fence, will show others where you begin and they end. Also shows where you end and they begin. And when people don't know, when you don't tell people where your boundary is, then they don't know. They don't know um, how to be in healthy uh, community with us and healthy relationship with us, really. Um, Because life is about relationships. And so if, if, if you don't let them know what is a healthy relationship for you, then they're never going to be in healthy relationship with you. And so when you aren't telling people how you really feel and showing them that, really, um, it's almost like lying to people. Because you're agreeing to do something you don't want to do and saying that it's okay. So next week we're going to talk a little bit about this idea of uh, showing love to others by by clearly delineating where you begin and they end. Um, And so I just want to bless you for being with us this week um, and listening to the podcast. And I want to encourage you, you know, to, to take a close look at your own life and see if any of this, you know, is resonating in your life. If there are areas where you need to work on these things, because You know, Jesus died so that we could have an abundant life. And, you know, when you are stuck in a place with unhealthy boundaries, you know, it it impedes on our joy. It, It destroys our peace. And it certainly doesn't give us that abundant life that Jesus wants for us. As always, I want to remind you that I'm a life coach. And uh, if there's anything that, you know, you feel is a little, maybe a little bit too big for you to handle, reach out and, um, and just contact me. Um, Sometimes just a little bit of help is all you need to get pointed in the right direction. Sometimes you just need to be asked the right questions to open up those, those doorways to, to start moving forward. Um, You can find me at my website, www.wildflowerwomen.ca. Or you can contact Kimberly. She's a faith coach. She sees things um, from the perspective of um, Holy Spirit. Um, she's really good at having words of wisdom for people, words of knowledge. Uh, she'll see visions for you. It's really cool. Uh, you can reach her at www.633-wakeup.com. I want to bless you um, for being here. I want to bless you for sharing this podcast with other people. 
And I want to bless you for words of encouragement that you might leave in the comment section. And so until we meet again, be blessed and be a blessing.